Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, joined always by my man, Lucas Kaser, and you are tuned in to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Candlestick Kids, leave a rate and review anywhere you're listening to your podcast, and follow us on IG at Fantasy Football underscore TCK Pod, and on Twitter at TCK underscore Pod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Welcome back, TCK Potters, episode 209 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. We are breaking down a zero RB mock draft. Before we get into this, Lucas, please break down again what zero RB actually means. So it is the draft strategy that you should not do for your drafts. Um, it's basically <laughs> you punt the running back. Um, like to me, when I think of like, obviously you can have your different take on it. I think it should be you draft wide receivers, you fill the slots, you draft your flex. You draft your quarterback and tight end, then you hit the running back, but it's kind of been modified to where you go like two or three receivers or two receivers, a tight end, then a running back. So basically it's you take your receivers in the first, I'd say three rounds guaranteed, and then work from there on the running backs. Um, common, common running back picks would be like handcuffs, guys that might see like, I don't know, um, James White was probably a good one two years ago, Tariq Cohen. Guys that'll see a lot of PPR work that necessarily aren't workhorses because you're ultimately just looking for safe floors with the running backs because you're building your upside in the other positions. Absolutely. I totally agree. So in this mock draft, we're, we are going to, just like we did with the running backs, and we got, we got a lot of lashback when I posted that up on IG because people, I don't think, read the caption, which was literally we purposely picked three running backs in the first three rounds on purpose and then went to find our receivers to, to test the strategy. We're not saying to do a certain strategy or not. We're just trying to let you know what it actually looks like if you were to do one of these in this particular draft. So I – uh, a couple years ago, I went with the zero RB strategy and crushed, frankly. And then I did it a second year and I just got waxed because it wasn't the way to do it. This year specifically, Lucas and I both agree it is not a year to do zero RB. However, it is mock draft season. We're doing a mock draft on purpose. We're going to do that. We're going to do three, at least three rounds without drafting a running back. We might even do four. We might do five. If we get value at tight end or value at quarterback and we want to do that and there's no running backs we love, we might go three or four rounds without a running back and see what happens. The immediate difference before we could dive into this is, you know, something like a scenario that's probably going to pop up is that a Mark Ingram, uh, Raheem Mostert, um, you know, as you mentioned, James White, those type of – Marlon Mack, those type of guys end up being your, like, RB1, RB2s versus your RB3 or RB4. That's the immediate difference that you're going to see. Of course, our wide receivers are probably going to be stacked, but then, of course, you make that trade on the running backs. All right, man, that's enough uh, earpiece. I, I break down this every time. We are on the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. Again, not a sponsor, just a big up website. It's a free website you can mock on. Uh, we do have the subscription, Hall of Fame subscription that we um, – the, that we purchase uh, so that we can use it as tools for you to help you out. But it is free to mock draft. They have a great app that you can literally bust out a, a, a mock draft in 15 minutes or so. Highly recommend doing it. 
on here, if you're looking at YouTube, you can see it. But for the podcasters, we are going to do a PPR, full PPR redraft league, snake draft. We're running with 12 teams. Lucas is going to randomize in just one second. But we have one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, one flex position. And for sake of time on the podcast, we're only doing five bench spots. We've got all the ADPs ready to go, the expert consensus rankings, everything else. Lucas, per tradition, please give me three randoms for the draft position, and we will go from there. I, I already hit it twice, so this will be the third. I did it on accident when you when you said one second. So this will be this will be the third random. Deal. That actually works out perfect. All right, we're looking at the twelfth position, which I'm going to say right now before we start this draft, this is maybe <laughs> the only spot in the draft order that I would consider this strategy because I mean. You can fire it up, man. Fire up the draft. We're probably going to see seven, eight running backs come off the board right away. So let's talk through this. So again, we are purposely doing a zero RB approach to our mock draft to see what it looks like, see how it breaks down, and we can uh, look into this right away. So before we get into our wide receivers, why don't you look at the draft board and just see who went off already? Yeah, so it's – I mean, it's pretty typical with the – I'd say the running backs up until Derrick Henry, and then from there you kind of – you'll see this pick your poison as to if you want to go with the maybe not as high tier running backs or you want to start dipping into the high tier receivers. So we see Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and DeAndre Hopkins go. So I, I know with one of the picks who, who I want to go for sure, and I'm sure you're the same way um, as well nope. here, but we can kind of diversify on the wide receiver too. So what are you thinking? Can you hide that hide the drafted players for me, please? It just consolidates quite a bit. All right, cool, man. So again, we are going with the strategy here, which we do not recommend you come into any draft with a yeah. strict strategy. However, uh, we are doing it for sake of this podcast to explain out how this goes. So we are going three wide receivers, no matter what, maybe a tight end on the back if we uh, get any value there in the third round. Okay, so we're looking at tight ends. Obviously, bro, you know that I'm, you know that I'm voting for Julio right off the bat. In my opinion, I would go – now we're back-to-back. We're on the 12th, so we're on the turn. We get two picks consecutive here. Julio – Tyreek, Godwin, Allen Robinson, Galladay, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, Juju are available. Personally, I would go Julio Jones and Chris Godwin. Yeah, I think that there's two strategies you play with it. So I think I think Julio's the pick, so I'm going to go ahead and take him. So you either go Tyreek with the upside, but then that third receiver needs to be a safer floor, or you go Chris Godwin here and you bank on a little upside. But I think with our strategy – when you're banking on the upside in the third, fourth round, there really isn't a guy unless you're going to reach on Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, which those are way past where their ADP should be going. Um, I, I can't really think of any like big boom receivers unlike Tyreek. So I think here I would probably go Tyreek. I think we can build a safe floor in rounds three and four with a tight end and a receiver. Um, I just think that's probably the more optimal strategy because there isn't much – there is upside receivers, but not in the third, fourth round. That's where you start seeing the safer ones go. Can you hit the uh, wide receiver click right here, real quick? Bam! So that breaks it down. So people, you know, people again, podcasters. I'm going to try to talk you through this best I can without going too deep into things. On YouTube, you can see it, and um, you can see how we have these different positions available. We hit wide receiver. Now you can see the percentage right here: eighty-two percent experts agree that we should pick Tyreek Hill. So the experts agree with Lucas that we should pick Tyreek Hill. I went with Chris Godwin. He's at 16%. I agree with you, man. I like the strategy. 
you know, Julio has one of the safest floors and upside stealings in the league. Tyreek Hill, I mentioned on the previous episode, he's got a scary floor for me, but he has an upside that I don't think Chris Godwin can get to on a given week, although Chris Godwin is, I think, going to fucking be incredible this year. It's a tough call, man, but let's ride it out. Let's go Tyreek and Julio Jones. We both have each of them as our three and our four wide receivers. So at, as our rankings go, we just got two of our top four wide receivers in a uh, zero RB approach. That's pretty solid. So I was hoping that either Juju or Adam Thielen would fall here. And I, you, mean I got, o, you mean Odell, right? Gross. He went 309. Oh, my gosh. So as you can see on the board, it's Man, not undervalued. Ridiculous. I know. I'll read it off here. So Leonard Fournette actually goes at the 202 ahead of Eckler, Drake, Alaire, Jones, um, Jacobs, Chubb. Chubb went to the 209. That's, like, that's crazy. Um, obviously, this, this is computer generated, so it just scrambles around ADP and stuff like that. Then we see Cooper Cup and Juju, tight ends on the turn. So Kiss from a Rosen decided to go Christian McCaffrey and double tight end. Solid. Uh, <laughs> sure. Then we see Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and just a ton of receivers go off the board. And then Mark Andrews. So if we see our cheat sheets here, um, the top three or four wide receivers are Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley. Um, and we only start one flex. So we kind of have a decision to make as to how we want to approach this spot here. Really quickly, let's just take a, a brief scan of the running backs. We're on round three. We get back-to-back picks here, right, because we're on the turn. So we can either go two receivers again and go a whole another two rounds without a rec- uh, running back, or we can look at back to uh, we can do wide receiver and running back. Are there any tight ends with the zero RB strategy? Really quick, are there any tight ends in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth round that you would consider just for sake of argument? Mark Andrews is who I wanted to fall. He obviously went a pick ahead, um, so we kind of need to look at it as. We take a receiver here, check. So we have our three starting receivers. If we were to take another wide receiver to sit on the bench, what we're not probably not going to take a tight end in the next round because guys like Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby, I think we, we all agree we'd rather just wait till later. So I don't want to say we're reaching on Ertz, but I think that's probably a good pick here based on how we can get our bench pieces at receiver. Because I would imagine that if we go wide receiver, wide receiver, we're probably going to want to go running back next, which would mean we're waiting on tight end yet again. So I think we could capitalize on Zach Ertz and get a safe floor play at tight end um, and then mix it with maybe a safe but upside play at receiver. Okay, so we could – man, how do you feel about the running backs? I I don't – I don't know. It's tough because a lot of these guys I think will fall back and they're all kind of just safe anyways. Um, okay. So, so are you confident that we're looking at Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, Lev Bell, Jonathan Taylor, uh, James Connor, David Johnson, Singletary Ingram. So are you confident that at least three of the names that I just mentioned are going to fall two more rounds? Because again, we have to go all the way through the fourth and then all the way through the fifth before we come back. That's if tough. if you are, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay, and it's a mock draft, man. We're doing this shit on purpose to like see what happens here. Um, I'm okay to go two two wide receivers. I think it'd be kind of fun um, to go, you know, four receivers off the bat. Uh, I just want to take your temperature on running backs because you know we are <laughs> scraping the barrel kind of already, and we're definitely going to be with two more rounds. I, I kind of like James Conner in this spot, taking a chance. Um, 
I mean, while he's healthy, he's going to be a beast. So I think that's a good spot. Maybe we could go. I, th- I think the receiver I would want, I know I have feeling ranked higher, but I think I'd want Ridley just due to the tremendous upside that he presents. Um, With Julio? Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. So maybe we go feeling. I would probably go feeling a Ridley here. I don't know how you would want to slice it. Um, the, the only problem with drafting Julio Jones is that then I don't draft Calvin Ridley. <laughs> true. Okay. You know, like, but, but, like, it's funny to say that. And nobody over the years, nobody would, would draft uh, Thielen and Diggs. Nobody would draft AB and Juju. Nobody would draft Evans and Godwin potentially. But, they end up as top 10 receivers each. doesn't matter who it is. You're getting a top 10 receiver. I think it would look ridiculous on paper if we were to go Calvin Ridley. But at the same time, I agree with you in the upside. I mean, you have him at top 10. Um, I have him down at 14, but we discussed last episode. I'm probably going to have him in my top 12. I'm looking at our rankings right now just to take a look at this. Keenan Allen is in the top 10 for both of us. Um, so I think he's one of these picks. Calvin Ridley, I think, is crazy, but I look at the rest of that list, man, and, like, Adam Thielen as our wide receiver four, I think is ridiculous. Yeah, so I think I think I, I kind of like the Ridley-James Conner stack. I think that's tremendous upside, and we're still going to build volume, safe floor running backs anyway, so I think I, that's kind of the stack I think I would go for, uh, but I wouldn't mind the Ridley and Thielen stack either. Hit the pick predictor really quick. Let's take a look at what we're looking at for running back. So the pick predictor is one of my favorite um, tools uh, that we have at, at our disposal because, again, we have the, the subscription, and Fantasy Pros is not a sponsor. They don't give us anything to fucking talk them up like this. I just think it's a valuable tool for you to use. But if you look at it right here, so we look at the overall. So Amari Cooper off, Zach Ertz off, Adam Thielen off, if we don't pick them. We look at running backs, I mean, bef- you know, Honestly, I think we'll, we'll be able to catch a couple of those guys because this is a zero RB mock draft. I kind of just for sake of showing what it looks like, if you actually do this, I kind of want to go two receivers here. Okay. And, and I think that there's a chance James Conner falls. If he doesn't, then going Ingram and like Mostert back to back the next two rounds, I actually feel okay with as well. Okay. So would you want to go Thielen and Ridley? Um, well, okay. Here's the whole thing about Ridley and Julio Jones. Do you actually want to do that? I was making a case for it both ways, but, or do you want to go like Thielen and Keenan Allen? I, I actually kind of like Thielen and Cooper. Cause I think we could play with Cooper's injury. The games that he's not injured as well. God, dude, Cooper, uh, Amari uh, yeah. Cooper, I assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, dude, I don't f- I'm looking at our rankings right now, and Amari Cooper is 16 for me, 17 for you. I've got Adam Thielen a, a little bit lower, but we mentioned last podcast where I'm going to be building him up, and you've got Thielen in your top 10. Personally, I would go Thielen and, and Keenan Allen, um, but if you feel that strongly against uh, or, or for Amari Cooper, then um, we can rock that. No, I'll go Keenan Allen. I'll take, I'll take two safe receivers because I think one of them – I think they both are going to be good, but I think one of them, we could definitely move one of them uh, if this were a real draft for sure. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's dial back here and see what happens. James Conner went one pick before us. James Conner went right pick before us. Okay, so off the board, since then, we went to obviously Thielen and Allen. So we have four wide receivers right now, and then we have um, 
Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon, and James Conner goes off right before us. Dak Prescott also off the board here. Uh, Ertz and Waller as well, and then a ton of wide receivers. Okay, we are done with wide receiver for quite a while. Let's take a look at the rest of the positions and see how we want to make up for this now. Okay, so JT is punching me right in the face. Um, Mark Ingram, DeMont, I feel good about. I think it's a little early for uh, James White and or um, Mostert. I think one of those guys would fall to the next set of picks. We do have two picks back-to-back right here. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray still on the board. Evan Ingram on the board on the tight end side. We do not need to pick a wide receiver here. How do you feel about the other positions? I think Ingram needs to be one. Evan Ingram needs to be one of the picks um, since we can kind of bank on upside. And then I, I do like Jonathan Taylor because I think yet again you're banking on upside there because I think we can build volume with the rest of the draft. Now he would be our running back one. Relatively, but I think we can still get guys that are going to play the one and the two. Now I'm going to dial back to something that we did a couple of weeks ago with the quarterback draft. So we did the super flex draft. If you haven't tuned in yet listeners and we got, we did super flex and we actually ended up with Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott in that draft back to back, which is insane. and won't happen, but we took it because the value was there. We ended up with Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. We also ended up with uh, Ingram and JK Dobbins to lock up those backfields. That is an approach on this particular draft that might be something to look at again, only because if we go with Taylor, I would, I would want to grab Mac later on just to make sure to have that guy. Um, are, I think Jonathan Taylor is the guy for the Colts come like week four latest. And that top running back for behind the, arguably the best rushing offensive line in the league, I love. Um, I think it's a risky pick, but I'd be open with it if if you are. If you don't go JT here, who would you go with? Um, you can hit that suggestions. Check out what the what the experts are telling us. I would say because if you're not going JT, you're picking volume. So I'd probably say David Montgomery. Yeah, I'd probably yeah, I would probably go David Montgomery. I think I think we go Jonathan Taylor here, and then I I think Ingram is the pick. I I'll probably be taking Ingram in a lot of leagues. Because okay. you can just build, build a volume tight end. But if he hits, it's crazy hit. Another couple of points I'm going to bring up really quick here just while we're looking at this. So we look at the, uh, we look at the uh, experts' percentage to draft, the suggestions, 45%. We like that. His ECR is 53. Uh, so I think we're reaching on him just a little bit, but I like it. Also, you see down here the strength of schedule. Can you just circle that really quick for me so we can see where that is? Whoop. Strength of schedule, number two. So the second best strength of schedule for Jonathan Taylor. <clears throat> Again, I like that with that offensive line. Um, I'm good with it, man. We need to build some, uh, you know, build a, a, a week one through three option around him. But picking him, I think, is great for, for the long game. And he has, I think, tremendous upside with this team. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I, now I, we have I, a pick right after that. So who are you feeling here? Oh. I think I think Evan Ingram. the The upside's tremendous. You could play like if you if you add him in healthy games with Julio Tyreek and then Adam Thielen or Keenan Allen. I think that's an unstoppable quad, and I I think that would make up for the lack of running back play. Okay, fair enough. Let's do it, Adam or Adam Evan Ingram. So we are in round six, and we have one running back. So this is definitely. Uh, making up to be a true zero RB approach. And I got to be honest, man, 
you know, there's some question marks like every draft, but I don't hate this team. No, I mean, I think it, it's more so I think you see the flaws middle of the season, you could say, when it comes mm-hmm. to running back depth and stuff. I, don't, I think the drafts always come out relatively good. Um, so a lot of quarterbacks go kind of a mix of wide receivers. No other tight ends go, so we maybe could have waited, but I think you got to pick some of your guys at certain spots. Um, pull up the cheat sheets here. We're hurting on running back, though, I'll tell you that. And Dave Montgomery, I think he's staring us down. He's automatic. James, I, I think Dave Montgomery and James White are my picks. Yeah, I like that for sure. I think, I think White, we can just toss in weeks we're not confident in. Jonathan. Demont's at 32. He's got the fifth best strength to schedule for fantasy. And <clears throat> James White. Now, really quick, what are, your, what are your thoughts? Now, we already have a rookie, obviously. What are your thoughts on DeAndre Swift or Cam Akers? I, I like Akers, but they sound like they're going to use a committee. And I, I like Swift as a talent, but like every trust case, the team. <laughs> every every case that you can make for Swift beating out Carry On Johnson, you can make the same thing for Carry On Johnson beating out Swift. Like it, it's just a double edged sword. So I think it's literally just going to be a fifty fifty committee, and I really don't want anything to do with that. Like I, I get the injury concerns with Carry On, but no one seems concerned about Todd Gurley, and they have him ranked really high. Like like I said, you got to be congruent with how you think about it. Um, so I sure I I just don't know what you're banking on because Carryon Johnson is pretty good at pass catching too, and that's what Swift thrives on. So it I I don't know how that's going to be used. So I I would go Kareem Hunt or James White here. I think either or kind of fit what we're trying to do with the team. What's your quick thought on Kareem Hunt? I I think that his floor is pretty safe. We saw last year. I think uh, I think I think Chubb will be obviously the main back, but I think due to the more of a run split. Um, that they're going to get. I think that that only means Hunt's going to get the ball a little more too. So I like I I I think um, that Chubb and Hunt can both finish as RB top. Well, obviously Chubb's going to finish top twenty four, but I think they'll both finish top twenty four with Hunt the potential to finish top twenty for sure. Okay, I've got James White at twenty one and Kareem Hunt at twenty eight currently. I would lean James White potentially, but how are you feeling? I I said we go White. We gotta we gotta get our boy uh, for the for this one for sure. Deal. James Wyatt it is. Uh, After this pick, we have uh, four picks left. Can you just give us a quick uh, overview of the roster so far? Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. So far, we have. This has been ultimate snipes, bro. Ultimate snipes. Uh, Let's see. Really quick. uh, Who was it? Um, Oh, Mark Andrews and then uh, James Conner and then. Um, J.K. Dobbins. God damn it! All right. If anyway, we could have got if we could have got Mark Andrews, Adam Thielen, and then James. Look at those Conner, tight ends, bro. I know they all go here. Um, so a lot of tight ends, receivers. Um, I'm not even going to read them all off on the podcast. But our team so far is Jonathan Taylor, Dave Montgomery, Julio Jones, Tyree Kill, Evan Ingram, Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, and James White. Um, so I think I would say quarterback if there was a good value, but I don't really think there is. We can nope. probably just wait. Um, so kind of here, I see. I see Darius Geis, and I think that plays into our strategy really nice. Um, that rhyme there, I, I, I get the injuries there, but if we can play, if he can somehow put it together four games, as crazy as that sounds, those games are going to be huge for us. If he's putting up fifteen to twenty points, considering we're getting him in the what ninth round, um, so I, I like him here. Um, Sonny Michelle is a viable candidate. Uh, 
God, Sonny Michelle, bro. In a full PPR league, I cannot find a value that I would that I would draft Sonny Michelle. I get it. I totally get it. And they and the, and Bill Belichick might just fucking run the ball ninety times a game to not let Stidham ruin it. I ju- we. I mean, first of all, we just picked James White. Thank God. So we're not even considering uh, Sonny Michelle, in my opinion. But man, I can't. I can't bring myself to 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 picking him. Unfortunately. Um, one name on here that is down the list. Now we kind of have to reach. We are on the turn, so again, if we pass up, then we're then we're missing out on a lot of names again before we pick. I think Geis scares me for obvious reasons. Uh, rankings wise, I have him at thirty nine, which is quite terrifying. I have Marlon Mack at thirty four, and I just said a few rounds ago, if we go Jonathan Taylor, I want to make sure to get Marlon Mack because here's what I'd like to do is, is if we draft this team now and say the NFL season's next week, two weeks from now, and we get the idea that basically Marlon Mack is the starter just to kind of give Jonathan Taylor a couple weeks to like, you know, figure it out, whatever. Then we have definitely the starting running back as a RB one for the Colts. And then we have Jonathan Taylor when he officially takes over. I'm a little concerned with this team in running back to have like a bell cow ish for at least the first couple of games before Jonathan Taylor takes over. So how about this? Um, what if we went Darius guys playing 100% ceiling and we do Marlon Mack basically just grabbing him for the first like three games. And then if somehow Jonathan Taylor goes down, we have that backfield locked up. Yeah. I like that. I think, I think you just get, you have to combine some risk with this, the running back because you can find volume really anywhere. So I, I'm going to go guys. And I like Mac. I think that a, a team like the Colts will be very easy to show when the switch is happening. Or I think like the Ravens, you won't necessarily know because they run the ball so much. And one of them can have, a, you're going to have to go in and pick him, bro. He's way the hell down there. You know what? Look at the pick predictor and let's see if, let's see if uh, there's other options or, because I know you don't like Keyshawn Vaughn, but I love him, and I think he could be a great opportunity as well. Max, a uh, ninety-four. Oh yeah, no chance. chance. Just hit that little green, uh, oh, okay. little uh, boop. That do anything? I think so. Oh, oh just put him on the list. Okay. All right, Marlon Mack. We got two picks left, man. We do not have a quarterback, uh, so. A um, couple quick observations while this is ticking down here. Uh, obviously, we went four receivers early. We went a tight end early-ish in the middle of rounds. And we have Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, Darius Geis, James White, and Marley Mack as our running backs. So nobody on there is going to win us a week unless Jonathan Taylor takes off or Darius Geis is actually healthy. However, I think they, give, they all give us a very steady floor with RB1 upside in their own respective ways. And our wide receivers and tight end, if stay healthy, are off the charts. So, so far, although our running backs are kind of not great, I think we've made lemonade best we can. And this is frankly just the draft strategy. We have to kind of run it this way. So I dig it. All right, we have one more bench spot of any position, and we have a quarterback. Yeah, I think I, think I like Stafford all day. Obviously, we, we get the quarterback we want to pick here. How about um, Jonu? I see that I, I see Ryquel Armstead and people might be wondering like who the hell is that? Who the hell is that? So it's Leonard Fournette's better replacement. Oh, um, so nah, just kidding. But I think dirty, that if, like, dirty. 
in terms of if we're drafting right now, I think that's a really good strategy. Obviously, the draft wouldn't end here normally, but you could take him now, and if Fournette gets traded, like all the rumors have been saying, or he just – whatever happens. He gets injured again like he has every year except for last year. You're basically getting a free RB2 for nothing. So I kind of like that pick there. I really wanted Madison. He went like two picks ahead of us. So we just got ultimately sniped uh, all draft. So I think I think Stafford is probably my pick. Um, but I don't mind Johnny if we want to go a safer tight end. Uh, but I, li- I like Armstead here too. Okay. Uh, I'll give a couple thoughts and then we'll make it happen. Any wide receivers – you'd want to do. I don't see a world other than bye weeks. I'm going to take a quick look. We did not consider these at all, but I'm going to take a quick look at our wide receivers. Okay, something to note. (laughs) Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, and Julio Jones all have a bye week on week 10. We did not obviously uh, plan that or pay attention when we drafted them. Adam Thielen is week 7. So we're good up until week 10, though, and we can just make an audible then. I'm not really tripping on it. Um, I don't see a world where we do not play three of those four guys every single week. So another receiver right here with a shorter roster, not really tripping. Maybe the only guy I would consider here is Mike Williams with upside, Preston Williams with upside. Um, Maybe Michael Hardman is like that Tyreek handcuff-ish, but I'm not tripping on that. Jonu Smith feels good for me right now only because Evan Ingram obviously has the injury concerns. And – if you know we ride Evan Ingram obviously as he's healthy, but if he goes down, that gives Jonu a few weeks to really decide like what he actually is in that offense. I think he has a, a potential to be this year's Mark Andrews personally. On the other side, with quarterbacks, I agree. Uh, we always pass on on Carson Wentz, but we're going to do that uh, just to stay on brand. Uh, Matt Stafford is definitely the dude. We've talked a lot about Daniel Jones. Um, love him overall as a talent and a long term play, but worried about that schedule. Baker obviously. Uh, you don't believe in that, and rightfully so. Big Ben's kind of sneaky here, um, just with that huge upside. Everybody else is a streamer. Um, any other running backs? Uh, Justin Jackson's on the board, um, who could have up, uh, upside with with Eckler, and he's a handcuff. Darrington Evans potentially with just full upside there. Anybody else way down there? I mean, Ryquel Armstead is number fifty nine, and I have him at number seventy four. <laughs> so. Um, why don't we go ahead and grab Stafford like we do in every draft because he is – I think he's the, the highest upside late-round QB. They're 100% experts agree. Love that. And why don't you go to uh, all and see who's left. Not Carson Wentz. All right, Flex. Yeah. Ooh, that's my dog. <clears throat> I, I kind of like the Johnny Smith pick. I think it makes the most sense. Um, okay. And I think he wouldn't be there. No chance. And he and Evan Ingram do not have the same bye week, which is something to consider for sure. Yo, that's our best grade so far on the zero RB strategy. That's not good. That means that just went against everything we've been coaching people on for the last month. And that means that now everybody is going to go zero RB and crush their leagues. Love it. That's why we do this. I love it, man. Um, I think it's a great team. Personally, we obviously have the upside and receivers. We have the great floor. We have some, you know, somewhat sketchy running backs, but uh, if guys can stay healthy, um, he provides obviously a huge ceiling. We have Mack and Taylor, uh, regardless of who is the number one there in Indianapolis. I love that. James White is our dog. We're going to keep him. DeMont, we both think, has a a bounce-back season for sure. Then our tight ends, we have a huge upside with Evan Ingram, um, who could be top, you know, three, honestly, if he stays healthy. And John Smith could definitely be top six this year as well. And then our boy, Matty Stafford, holding it down. 
How do you feel about this team overall and how this strategy shook out? I mean, I don't know. Cause then, like I said, you, you come out of these drafts and I obviously I try strategies all the time and the team looks good. But like I said, we're banking on Dave Montgomery to improve, which I can easily see around where he just finishes as an RB 20, 24 overall. You're banking on Jonathan Taylor to take over, which who knows guys to stay healthy. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't take over, he at least is seeing 50% of the share, but you can't start Jonathan Taylor at 50% or Mac at 50%. That's just a double negative. So like I said, you're, you're, it looks good on paper, but there's a lot of depth concerns at the running back when it comes to midseason because things do shake out. And there's probably like one to two running backs off waivers that actually can help you win your league. So disfavor running backs. Um, if you want to do this, your team might look cute and you might make it a couple of weeks. It might do good for one year, but the chances are it's not very good. I kind of like it, honestly. Uh, you know, 92 out of 100, we got an A-minus score, which we're very vocal that the score doesn't actually mean shit, especially this time of year. The score is based on how you draft uh, due to ECR, so that fluctuates all the time. And basically, in the in the Superflex League, our team had a C. In the running back heavy league we did last week, it was like a B-minus. This week, it's an A-minus, so that just means we're going to have an A-plus in our tight end premium next week. I'm excited Heck for that. Yeah. Hey, man, before we get out of here, can you please look at uh, the – and you could just keep the screen as is, but read our team in order, the picks that we had. So not, not our full team, but go just look at the draft board itself um, and go down the list there, starting with Julio Jones. So as we that. picked them. Can I hit the X? And we'll, I'm just kidding. It's on the right. Okay, Julio Jones, Tyree Kill, Adam Thielen. Keenan Allen, Jonathan Taylor, Evan Ingram, David Montgomery, James White, Darius Geis, Marlon Mack, Matt Stafford, and Johnny Smith. I think really the only two that I would want to change was Mark Andrews in the third, which then would have moved Thielen to the fourth, and I really wanted James Conner at the 5-12. I agree. I think those two would have really made this team even more strong. But I got to say, man, Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill both could be straight up the number one receiver um, if things were to shake out, they're definitely top five, the top four for both of us. Thielen and Keenan Allen, I think, are just kind of like low upside, but very steady floor, very high floor. Uh, they're going to be around seven to nine touchdowns, a thousand yards, a hundred receptions. Love them in PPR. And then our running backs, again, kind of sketch, but uh, going with the youth upside and, and just really shooting for the ceiling there. Um, quarterbacks, fine. Our Tight ends kind of cancel each other out with huge upside there, so we should be good. But four receivers off the off the board, then five running backs over – or I'm sorry, yeah, five running backs over the next six picks, and then we get our tight end in the middle of the draft and late and quarterback late as well. All right, y'all, roster one more time. We had Matthew Stafford, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery as our starting running backs. Wide receivers, Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill, Evan Ingram as a tight end. Thielen as the flex to start. Keenan Allen, James White, Darius Geis, Marlon Mack, and Jonas Smith to round out the rest of our team. A minus on the draft wizard grade, 92 out of 100. Lucas not feeling so good about this team. He's a running back heavy guy. I would say foregoing uh, zero RB. I like this team a lot personally, so I can dig it. And uh, we are projected to finish – with the second most fantasy points in this league, our bench is the first in the league, according to this. So I like that a lot. And with all of these, uh, Lucas is showing you on the Lucas is showing you on the um, Fantasy Pros site here. You can really break down this thing if you uh, go on to the the draft wizard. So I highly recommend it. All right, y'all, we're gonna get out of here. That was a 
zero RB, uh, wide receiver heavy mock draft. That rounds out the wide receiver week for us. We're going to jump into tight ends next week. Again, same thing we've been doing the last three weeks. We're going to break down the tight end strength of schedules, both uh, good and bad, favorable and tough. We're going to be breaking down the uh, rankings for tight end as well. And then we'll jump into a tight end premium, uh, which we'll get into next week if you're unaware, a tight end premium mock draft, which is kind of new to fantasy and we've been messing around with a little bit. So, Lucas, before I run us out, can you please give us a con- uh, condensed version of what to look forward to in this upcoming draft guide that we're going to have more information coming soon and uh, get people fired up for the TTK Pod Listener League as well as we run out this episode? Yep, so next week, uh, probably Monday or Tuesday, we will have the link to pre-order uh, the draft guide, the draft guide plus the in-season package or the other tiers we're going to have uh, as long as uh, with that, there'll be entry to the listener league with some of those, but then we'll also have submissions for that. If you're not purchasing that, I will say this, that the other ones will be weighted to an extent. Um, so it might be beneficial to support us and do that because that'll get you automatically in uh, to our one or two or however we're going to run the listener leagues we'll have more info on that sooner uh as we get signups excellent right on stay tuned y'all we got a lot of information coming up here we got the tight ends coming up next week hope you have a wonderful rest of your thursday get into your friday and the rest of your weekend we hope you stay safe out there be compassionate be thoughtful love yourself and each other look out for your neighbor and your friend And we wish you the best here on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please make sure to leave a rate and review on any podcast avenue you're listening to. Leave a subscribe right here on the YouTube channel and a comment on how you feel about our zero RB mock draft wide receiver heavy. Any changes you might have made, let us know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. You can find us on Facebook as well at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football page. That's a group there, and then you can find our information for just about another day on tckpod.com before we make some under-construction big-time changes to the website. So go get that information for free while you still can on our website, tckpod.com. You've been listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 210, coming up next week. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourself and each other. And for Lucas Kaser, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.